Welcome to the third edition of Critical Theory, the podcast. This is Bernard Harcourt with the Columbia Center for Contemporary Critical Thought. In this third podcast, I'd like to focus on the question of counter-revolution. Uh, counter-revolution as a new paradigm to understand how we govern our own and others. Uh, and I'd like to focus this one particularly on the case of Brazil uh, and the current situation in Brazil. As you may be aware, the number of police homicides, homicide, police homicides of civilians in Brazil is simply astounding. Now, we, we, we came to realize in the United States uh, the high, uh, unacceptable number of police shootings and killings uh, in this country thanks to the reporting of The Guardian and The Washington Post, and they're keeping track of all of the police homicides. We, we, we discovered in this country, for instance, that in 2015 there were 1,146 uh, police homicides uh, that in 2016 there were 1,093 uh, police killings uh, in the United States. Uh, and of course we've got a, a big population, 329 million. Well, Brazil, which is about two-thirds of the population of the United States, it's an enormous country, it's the sixth largest uh, population in the world, Brazil has rates of police killings that are approximately six to 7,000. Six to 7,000 police killings per year. Uh, most of those occur in Rio. Uh, the vast majority of the victims are persons of color, and most of those shootings happen in the favelas, uh, which are the poorest uh, neighborhoods uh, in Rio and in the major cities. Now, in addition to that, the number of missing persons, and many believe that uh, that's at the hands of the police, the number of missing persons is staggering, and I've heard estimates of about one million people uh, over a 10-year period. So what we're talking about are, 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 are numbers of police shootings that are about six or seven times higher uh, than in the United States for a population that's about two-thirds. And I really want to try and understand how this, what, what's, what's going on exactly, how to think about it, to, and, and how to understand it. Is it through the lens, for instance, of a civil war? A lot of people, a lot of scholars in Brazil are talking about it through the lens of a civil war. Uh, that's a paradigm that, um, of course, goes back. Foucault discussed the civil war as the main way to think about social relations in the 1970s, 1972, in his, in, in, in his lectures on the punitive society. And so it's one paradigm, surely. Uh, another one is the idea of the counter-revolution uh, that I've been trying to develop in my work, the idea that essentially we've been deploying a counter-insurgency paradigm of warfare as a way uh, to manage and govern our own populations. But there are other uh, theoretical frameworks as well. Uh, Akile Membe, uh, a brilliant critical theorist in South Africa, has been developing the idea of necropolitics, uh, which is in relation to uh, all of the writings, uh, particularly in Italy, but uh, flowing from uh, Foucault's uh, History of Sexuality on biopower and biopolitics. Uh, and so I wanted to get a sense on, on how to think about these police homicides and this and this ongoing war through those theoretical frameworks of, of necropolitics, of biopolitics, uh, and of counter-revolution. Uh, so I met with four brilliant uh, critical theorists in Brazil, 
uh, three of them in Porto Alegre. Uh, I met with Augusto Jobin, with Fernanda Martins, and with Jesus Sabariego in Porto Alegre, and I met with a brilliant critical theorist in Rio, uh, Antonio Pelle, to try and explore uh, these questions. Uh, let me turn then uh, to the interviews I made with them uh, in Brazil. Okay, here we go. So uh, I'm here in Porto Alegre in Brazil uh, with uh, three remarkable researchers, and I really wanted to talk a little bit about the situation in terms of uh, in terms of what's going on in terms of police brutality, police shootings uh, in Brazil uh, right now. It's uh, October twenty second, two thousand nineteen, uh, and we're here. I'm here with Augusto Jobin, who is professor of law and philosophy at PUC uh, in Porto Alegre here. Uh, with uh, Fernanda Martins, who is researcher on gender, also at PUC uh, here in Porto Alegre, and with uh, Jesus uh, Sabariego, who is a historian and a researcher at the University of Coimbra in Portugal and the University of Seville in Spain. So I just wanted to start because basically this conversations, this conversation began when we, when you were starting to tell me about the rates of. Um, of police shootings here uh, in Brazil, and the numbers are just staggering. Um, so let, let's start there. So what is the situation today in terms of uh, sh police shootings of civilians? Right. Six, seven, more or less, uh, thousand per so year. So six per year, yes. six or seven thousand yes. police homicides per year. And, and interesting to, say, to, to, to understand that it's a, uh, a product of the historical historical violence here in Brazil it's mm -hmm. not a, a it's not a new thing you know it's not a new issue uh, it's a traditional mentality here in Brazil a practice a practice here in Brazil mm -hmm. a mentality that I'm saying in, in terms of the military mentality that we have here in Brazil we have a, mili a military police doing uh, Doing the, the security on the streets. Now, is uh, it, are you are, okay? So is, that's not a metaphor. That's not reality. A metaphor. It's yes. not a metaphor. You're, yes. you're talking yes. about. So you're saying not a metaphor. Augusto Jobin emphasizes, the military police is military. I asked Fernanda Martins to explain further how the military are trained and how it comes about uh, that there are so many civilian mm -hmm. shootings. They are military, okay. and they are formed. At the army, okay, they have yeah. all the career purpose, uh, and it starts at this since the basis of the hierarchy of the military okay. Uh, okay. force. Okay. So okay. And so, even though they're trained in military policing and have full training. You're dealing with the situation of about seven thousand police homicides. They are a training year. to to kill. Yeah, yes. In, in a war, right. you kill the enemies for right. sure. Right. That's the right. point. That's right. the point. Right. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. security. It's a, yeah. a genocide. So <laughs> it's interesting the treatment of the media, is, of the yeah. mainstream media. Yeah. Because the media makes part of this narrative of bandits as enemy. Uh -huh. narrative of war. Of war, of war. Following up on the war metaphor, I asked them, who is the enemy? Who is perceived as the internal enemy? Fernanda Martins. That the, the internal enemy in Brazil yeah. is the 
it always been the the black people poor black people yeah black people, black people. Yeah. so we're gonna we, we after year after year we've been like changing who is the enemy mm -hmm. but always focused on this enemy itself so like the idea of um, the slavery tradition here in Brazil is yeah, so it's a point of most of the victimization happens in the favelas. Yeah, for sure. And the and the, the, the kind of violence has a a race trace, you know, uh, 70, 80 percent, seventy or eighty percent are persons of color. Yes. Yeah. 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 I asked Fernanda Martins to describe in greater detail the encounters. Face to face. Okay. That that is how it works in Brazil. It's mm -hmm. like police force getting to the favela mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and go face to face with the drug dealers, with people. So the idea, everything is collateral, collateral damage, damage, as yeah. Jesus mentioned mm -hmm. before, mm -hmm. because the idea is the, the police is working directly with the society. Uh -huh. So it appears, it sounds that police is working directly with the enemy. Right. So it's face to face. That's war mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. specifically. That's for me. It seems that somehow what Augusto was saying that um, the idea of thinking about war and the formation of military force, mm -hmm. yeah, the mm -hmm. idea of a, what is on a police that it's all created based on a military idea mm -hmm. is that you go to war. Exactly, into the society. So it, in Brazil, if you think about Rio or Porto Alegre also, mm -hmm. the police goes into the favela find one or two spots and shoot mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not like a, it's like not, that yeah simple <laughs> like that it's not like a, some episode that happened yeah. and it was a problem they, they are not really police cops they are like seals or green beret yeah. okay. or something like this okay okay yeah. special forces of intervention so basically okay so it's like special forces essentially right right i mean so it would be like a counterinsurgency special force Yes. Entering into the favela, yeah, yeah and, the, and yeah. the image of them are like uh, schools, skeletons. Um, uh, they are masquerade with the with the full with the full yeah, yeah. military. Yes, yes, military so here. Yeah, big and, knives and uh, right. And so, how many children have been kind of killed as a result of that? Yeah, you had a number, didn't you? Or uh, you were saying children exactly? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't remember exactly, but it's a We had a, a huge episode number. this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know the number exactly. Yeah. Also, but uh, we had a, a episode this year that we, it happened like uh, in Rio, an intervention from the police that supposedly it was uh, a problem with drug deals. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, drug dealers and the police shot shoot at a school at a school from the helicopter uh, yes yeah. from helicopters from helicopters and yeah. this is yeah. this is kind of new and it's been happening a lot for the, the past year uh -huh. i was uh -huh. talking about this uh, yeah. with bernard uh, yesterday uh, uh, about this case exactly Fernando yes. was saying that was painted across above the, the school. on the, the roof, school, on on the the roof, roof of, of the, the school, of the school. 
don't shoot. Right. Because this is a school. Don't shoot here. Mm -hmm. We are mm -hmm. in the school. Mm -hmm. That's a, it's a, it's not an exception. Mm -hmm. It's a rule, mm -hmm. a system of. Uh, it's not a, a exception. It's not an episode. It's not, not, not like a damage. That, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it happened wrong. Right, right, right. In right. the in right. this kind of strategies of the the counter revolution, the yeah. the, the war against the inner enemy, for me is the. I know that for you also it's so important to, to understand. Uh, here in our dictator, dictatorship period, uh, we had the same thing. Right. After From the about 64 to... 64, eight, uh, 80, 85. 85, yeah. 64 to 85. Yeah, but it's, uh, the, the, the constitutional uh, rules uh -huh. it, about the armies and about the public security mm -hmm. is the same uh, from back then yeah today it's the same it's, it's the, the same, same. Yeah. was there any period where it changed or has it just been a continuous uh, simply the conti uh, simply one, continuous continuous yeah yeah it's, it's the same including uh, the, the the articles of the constitution it's the same one okay <laughs> uh, uh, in other words, uh, we have a, a we don't have a, a system of exception. We have a <laughs> you said that you write, write uh, wrote that uh, it's a forbidden the exception. <laughs> the exception is forbidden. No, no, it's the rule. It is not a state of exception in Brazil, Augusto Jobim emphasized. We do not live in in the exception. We live in a war paradigm that has become the rule, the way in which government governs its people in Brazil. I will return to Augusto Jobim, Fernanda Martins, and Jesus Sabariego in a moment, but I traveled from Porto Alegre to Rio to meet with Antonio Pele, a critical theorist and professor of law at PUC University. We met in the botanical gardens next to the university to continue the conversation about the counter-revolution. All right, I'm now in Rio uh, with Antonio Pelle, who is a professor of law, of uh, human rights, and a critical theorist, and a professor of critical theory at the PUC University in Rio. And um, I wanted to talk with you about uh, this question of the kind of rates of police homicides in Brazil, which, if I understand correctly, are approximately seven, six to 7,000 per year. Is that, yeah. I mean, so... Yeah, right, 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 Bernard. Um, it's, someone, someone, it's almost 6,000, 7,000 per year. Like the average of 20 deaths every day mm -hmm, mm -hmm, in Brazil mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, of homicide, people are murdered by the Brazilian police. It's like 20 deaths per day, 7,000 per year mm -hmm. um, in Rio. Okay. Mm -hmm. In Brazil, the rate of homicide, so it's not only uh, the Brazilian police. Right. It is between sixty and seventy thousand. Okay. Okay. So we have here a big range of. Uh, some people would call that, at least in the critical theory field, scholarly field, academic field, like 
necropolitics. Okay. Okay. Necropower. So explain that a little bit. What is the what is the theoretical lens to understand these uh, these police homicides through necropolitics or necropower? Yeah, you know, so we know, we know, we know, we know. Of course, the the, the reference is uh, of course the it drawn on. Michel Foucault idea of biopolitics and the other side, the dark side of biopolitics, this kind of biopower, this power on death or through death and uh, we know the famous talk and books of uh, Achille Mbembe uh, necropolitics has been an important framework for Brazilian critical scholar to understand this kind of black genocide, genocidio mm -hmm. negro, mm -hmm. in order to understand how uh, black, poor, uh, and young uh, people are murdered by uh, police officials, but not only police officials, uh, it's also by drug trafficking, but also uh, what is called the militia, uh, it is uh, a kind of deep state uh, structure, a mafia uh, that involves uh, politicians, but also uh, firemen, but also also uh, militaries, ex-militaries, policemen that really try to protect precisely uh, inhabitants of the favelas against a drug trafficker, but they do not protect it here just to 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 wage a war against so, the population. So, there. so yeah. what is this militia? How how organized is it, and what is it? Who? Yeah. yeah. How, how organized? Yeah. You is know, it? The, the militia. Uh, it was. Um, uh, it it involved uh, all the the, the 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 public sectors of of the of the of the Brazilian. Uh, States, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it has been uh, created like I would say the paramilitary in Colombia to protect the okay. people. Okay. okay, I'm just putting okay. some quotes. Protect, right. Right. quotes. Right. But actually, it, it it is also implicated in drug trafficking, and it's just using the people, the inhabitants of the favela, as a way of resources of money making. You know, if you want to create you, if you want to have uh, electricity. Uh, in your home in the favela, you have to pay the militia. If you want to have uh, water in your home, you have to pay the militia. Uh, if you have to have a certain kind of safety in your home, to not be someone who allegedly work with a drug trafficker, you have to pay the militia. And the militia is not only in favela, it is implicated in drug trafficking, in armed trafficking, in weapons trafficking, and the deep states of the Brazilian um, of the Brazilian society and the current Bolsonaro government and Bolsonaro himself work, it is known, work with the militia. Okay. So it's not only that we have, uh, yeah, we have a, a Grant Greenwald, famous journalist of the New York Times and The Intercept, has uh, perfectly explained Written. this process and right. there is, uh, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Now, um, the theoretical. I just wanted to get mm -hmm. back to yeah, yeah. necro yeah. politics. politics. Yeah. So, how and how it relates to biopower, because so, mm -hmm. the move Foucault's move to mm -hmm. biopower mm -hmm. from disciplinary power, say, mm -hmm. uh, in the nineteenth century, to biopower, mm -hmm. um, more contemporary as a mm -hmm. way that power circulates, was a move 
both of them were a move away from the idea of sovereign power, sovereign power which was about um, taking life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of biopower was that it was about letting live or making life and letting mm. die, mm. right? Mm. Um, so how does that how does that then turn into necropolitics? Yeah. yeah, and you remember uh, that Foucault will not actually talk a lot about, about bio, biopolitics, even his books right. about the birth right. is just about neoliberalism. But he right. will talk about he will talk about but he will talk about biopolitics, of course, in the will in the will to know, no, in the right. history of sociality, not the course. Right. Okay. Right. So and here he would say, Okay, well so we have the biopolitics, but at the same time it's true that our century is a century where we have slaughter in masses people. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. Nazi fascism, right. genocide right. in Africa. Right. He has those right. are the codes. Right. Um, but we slaughter masses of people in the name, as we remember, of life for our own survival, for the survival of a nation. Right. So that's why life is the common point of biopolitics to make life and the protection of life, killing other people right. for our own survival. Okay. Very right. good. It works. This idea might work. Okay, it's good. With the, with Europe, the Western world. Okay. okay. My take here is here is the contrary. Okay. Is precisely the contrary. Okay. In Brazil. In Brazil, Latin America, and in Brazil in particular, okay. because of the of using Anibal Quijano uh, coloniality and mm-hmm. co- co- coloniality is still here. Mm-hmm. We had first here Negro power. Okay. Negro okay. politics. Okay. And then maybe. I would say, with democracy, right, right, right. But I will qualify myself. We had a certain kind of biopolitics through biopolitics through maybe some social human rights. But the starting point here, okay, okay, is necropolitics. Okay. So in necropolitics, what does it mean? If we are very like looking with with Achille Mbembe, it's different things. Okay, first genocide, killing people. It is a case in Brazil, in the favela, okay. shooting in helicopter, shooting with the drones, shooting with with big tanks. Or okay, first okay. one thing. Mm-hmm. Second mm-hmm. thing, I'm drawing with with also again with Foucault or, or Mbembe. We had, we have um, the fact that people are living in precarious spaces okay. away from, I would say, the city, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they are waiting. They are just a uh, stock of humans waiting in certain places. Mm-hmm. This is the case in favela and this is the case in most of the Brazilian prisons. Okay. Where just kind I, I wouldn't even say that it is a management of human population, would be the case in the Western world. Right. But he's just producing um, violence between, I would say, uh, black poor people producing this violence because they are divided into gangs okay so we have this necropolitics here reproduction of death but at the same time it is true that uh, it is not enough to think about the everyday of the majority of the Brazilian population living in those spaces and I would say again the favela represent the majority of the population at least this in real. So right. what is so there is a genocide but at the same time how can we understand the everyday? And the everyday is a 
is the precarization of 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 life i mean it's a i would say it's a politics of suffering you have to struggle for your wage your salary i mean the salary here would be maybe 200 dollars a month is that so that would be the minimum the minimum, minimum wage, wage for instance okay. yeah okay you you're among the 10 per, in brazil you're among the 10 percent richer of the richest, richest of the richest thank yes. you if you earn like Five thousand reais. I would say a little bit more than one thousand uh, dollars. You're among ten ten percent richest. If you're earning more than that per per, 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 per month per month per month per month. Okay. 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 The one percent richest in Brazil earn between twenty five thirty percent of the Brazilian health wealth. Okay. Of all of the wealth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's th- those are th- th- the more one of the most unequal uh, country in the world. And I'm mm-hmm. not even talking mm-hmm. about Latin America, but in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have at the same time a country which is maybe the seventh, eighth uh, most powerful country in economic term right. in the world. Right. It is just below Italy in GDP, uh, okay, and just above Canada. Wow. Okay. So we're not talking about. I don't know, a, a very poor country, right, right, know, right. very rich country. Right. And we have at the same time this concentration of wealth. And we do, we do not talk about this too much right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But we're starting to. Mm-hmm. But, because, but yeah. what you're suggesting is that it's connected. Yeah. That the, yeah, of course, that the yeah. necropolitics is connected to the political economy yeah. of the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, and 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 certainly, wh- why do we have this violence, this constant violence against? Because what I was trying to to unpack is why do we kill people that this economy need right to work? Right. You know, well, so are they, are they all needed to work or? Uh, uh, there is this critical idea that this is a surplus, right, of population, right. You know. So they're not needed. At the same time, is to I, I think is maybe taking you, your take, Bernard. It's kind of a, a kind of counter-revolution in a way that violence to prevent any kind of uh, of uh, political. Uh, uh, I don't want to say poli- to prevent because they exist political struggles from from the favelas. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they are, but we don't hear them, okay. or we don't want to hear them. Okay. Fortunately, I have colleagues who try to show that that there are in history of, in the history of Brazil before and today we have political struggles from black people, but and before and now, but this this violence this con- this continuing violence to- towards black people in brazil has been designed to infuse fear instability mm-hmm. violence so people are, are afraid mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. are afraid mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i think this is a kind of uh, necro there is a p- common point here because ne- between necro power and maybe you take a counter insurgency and counter revolution because here is really the struggle is the population but it's not only between a minority insurgent and right. the counter. Right. It's the majority, the right. population, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who it's seen as 
insurgents. And seen as threatening. Exactly. And needing for, to be controlled. Exactly. For a minority. Right. For, right. for a, a small minority of the elites, some elites of the, 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 the Brazilian society. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, so mm -hmm. we have, we have we, we, yeah, we, this is a situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the, 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 the larger point being that we have to understand basically all of the police violence in a broader in the broader context of the management of the population exactly a population, population a population what is terrible is that it, once again remember uh, if we're coming back to Foucault about the idea of population as the new way of managing of biopolitics remember that at the end of for instance and in the three courses uh, 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 STP, security, security regulation, right. the birth of biopolitics, and excuse me, before society must be defended. Each time at the end of this the last lecture of those books, uh, Foucault will, ta will talk about population through the idea of civil society. Right. Three times right. at the end. Right. Uh, here we have a population, or like this, or civil society, population, also population understood as a biological field to manage. Mm -hmm. What do we have here with this, the majority of the popu Brazilian population, it is neither conceived as part of civil society, they do not have any rights. Okay, okay, yeah. They are not citizens. Right. Neither conceived as a part of civil society, or conceived as a biological fields to manage through demographic health issues, you know, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. it's, it, I'm connecting everything here. How do we connect violence? How do we, con in Brazil, we talk about genocide, how do we connect um, the epidemic we have, and we still have, of Zika, chikungunya, mm -hmm. dengue? Mm -hmm. How do we connect the fire in Amazonia. Right. How we do connect the collapse of down in in uh, in, in, in Belo Horizonte. Right. How do we connect now today the problem with the oil in different uh, seashore in the north of Brazil? Right. There are some connection here, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. sometimes we do not connect. There are some right. connections here. Just the fact that there is no interest in managing, in controlling, I would say, life itself. Because this, those lives are not interested. And I would say that necrop the same way that biopolitics through liberalism control population through norms in the Foucaultian term, Foucaultian term or public policies, mm -hmm. it is also possible to think that necropolitics might manage population through other ways that a political of survival and people to survive, they need to auto-discipline themselves. They uh -huh. could, black people could not walk alone. They have to walk maybe in certain areas. Uh, they have to have a low profile. Um, they, you, you will notice, Bernard, that in what I, what I just realized that uh, those people who, who are those ones who are useful for the, the, the market, when they are in the market society, in the urban space, mm -hmm. they are dressed with uniform. Right. You know, right. I, I was wondering about this, you know. It's, yeah, it's weird. I mean, sometimes you can have your name in, in, in a shop, you can have this in... But here, they are dressed from top to bottom, no? 
uh, from bottom to top with a uniform shoes something in the air it can be someone who is in the elevator he has a uniform it can be someone in the street in, he has a complete uniform so that those bodies right they are they are seen as detached from the favela that neutralized right. hygienized right. perfect right. Right. but simultaneously only them are are have those kind of 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 clothes right so uh, right. Right. So I, I've noticed that only very recently that it's when you have this kind of points of contact between right. the everyday life of a healthy, right. well, excuse me, healthy and wealthy spaces, Ipanema, Copacabana, Rio, uh, Rio Jardin Botanical, right. and like 100 meters, we have those peoples right. who are walking here and uniform, right. but right. only them right. have a uniform, right. Right. detached right. from the favela. Right, right. But sometimes only them here, they are from the favela. Right, right. And everything here is covered by how, how, do, this thing, how, how can we manage psychologically, socially with this violence? Well, everything is covered here with a certain kind, and it's good, I mean, I'm not, uh, with a certain kind of uh, cordiality, mm -hmm. affability, mm -hmm. uh, people will be gentle, mm -hmm. it will be reciprocal sometimes, mm -hmm. first thing. Mm -hmm. And another thing, uh, racism. Right. There's a big, uh, this is a problem, it's a racism, a different kind of racism, mm -hmm. a different kind of racism than it has been developed in countries such as, for instance, uh, South Africa, apartheid, or in North America. Racism here is much more molecular. Okay. It's an internalization of social conditions of right. racism. Right, okay. Well, thank you for tying together these pieces, which I think are essential. I mean, it's essential. We can't just understand the police violence on its own. I think, it, I think you're entirely right that we have to tie it to questions of racism, questions of political economy, questions of managing all of the populations, and particularly the populations of the favelas. Yeah. Thank you, Antonio. Thank you. It was to these larger questions of gender and race that I wanted to return to, particularly with Fernanda Martins uh, in Porto Alegre. And so I asked her about the uh, gender dimensions of the police violence uh, in Brazil. This is Fernanda Martins. The death in Brazil is like the, the central mark of the, the vulnerable bodies. Of the vulnerable bodies. Yes. 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 It's, it's not just like uh, violence against one or other kind of group. Death is the, it's the system. Mm -hmm. So we have in Brazil feminicide, feminicidios, uh, feminicide, something like that. Uh, they're both like in the top of the ranking in the whole world. Right. right. And this kind of violence is, is just not a problem in domestic violence. It's a problem uh, through, that goes through a logic and mentality, a rationality, mm -hmm. that vulnerable bodies are made to be killed here in Brazil. That's, yeah. we, we go like the top of the rank, in the rank of the whole world. Um, that's not something that we are very pleasing to, to, to right. think, but uh, of deaths and violence against transgenders. 
in Brazil. Yes. In Brazil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, the, the idea of black women, trans, and the, the whole idea of the system, the military rationality that goes against the enemy, and the enemy is always a vulnerable body, mm-hmm. yeah. goes since like the, it's like the root. Mm-hmm. I asked Jesus Sabariego about the racial and colonial aspects of the violence. A colonial mentality that you can infer in the states too, the United States, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because uh, the violence is racialized, racialized, it's a, racialized. Right. It's a gender violence. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can locate this violence geographically, also even okay. in the urban contexts, Rio de Janeiro, São Paulo, but with uh, other parts of other context in Brazil, northeast of Brazil, difference between north, south, Amazon, okay. Okay. and mm-hmm. a class violence. Uh-huh. 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 So essentially, so essentially, there's been kind of there's been continuity that has allowed this form of kind of militarized policing to get completely entrenched from the period of the dictatorship to the present. In my opinion, good increase. Increasing. Increasing. I'm sorry, it's before the military. Before the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 The idea of color, I'm thinking that about uh, what Jesus was saying, uh, the colonial idea, mentality that we have mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. one of the reasons that we could have um, uh, that a long period of dictatorship, civil and military, uh-huh. as we had. Yeah, it's not a only it, it, military it, it, yeah. dictatorship. Always yeah. civil military. Okay. So okay. A mediatics, you know, yeah. in, in, in every domain, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Every domain. Yes. But that's yeah. that's not just like uh, something that creates something new. It was just one phase of the things that that like uh, it's been like posed mm-hmm. in the Brazilian society. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. the idea of what Brazil is fought for, from, uh-huh. uh, it comes from, it, it comes from, it comes from a, a place that this, I'm gonna go back what I told, I, I, I said before, because yes. for me this is, this, that's the point. In Brazil the body, yes. the body is, it's a, a target, a specific okay. target, so if we speak about face to face, we're talking about body body. Mm-hmm. So, body mm-hmm. against body. Mm-hmm. And the idea of slavery in Brazil was always body. Mm-hmm. Vulnerable bodies. Mm-hmm. The rape in Brazil mm-hmm. was always just like that. Mm-hmm. The violence and the things that uh, create the rationality that we are somehow trying to resist and trying to think about uh, is made in, like, um, if not killing it, in, in fact, try to masquerade as as like far as we can. I don't know if this is an expression that works, but the, the idea is that we have to uh, vanish them. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Just make them disappear. Make them visible. Yeah, and this yeah. is th- th- that's that's yeah. a point that's very important yeah. because Brazil we have these numbers that I was told, na, said. Mm-hmm. 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 
brought for us, and but we have a number. Ah, yes. That I don't remember. I remember. That is what is it? Disappeared people. Disappeared people. Yes. In last ten years, okay, we had one million people disappeared in Brazil. For sure, it's not disappeared. Yeah, ten years. Death. Dead. Dead. Yes, but not officially dead. Wow. Disappeared. So that's over a ten year over period. one million over a million. So in other words, the, the the numbers of kind of the police killings is kind of like a, the tip of an iceberg in a sense. Exactly. Right. It's just the it's what is known. Exactly. Yes. It's what is known, and the rest we don't even know. But the orders of magnitude are just yes. Are just stupendous. Critical theory and praxis. It's always, of course, important to remember the praxis side, the resistance, the resistance to the counter-revolution. And that's how Augusto Jobim would end our conversation. But Helpful there is a hope. To, to think there is about. A hope to think about. There is? There is? <laughs> yes, for yes. sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Where do you see that hope? Uh, the power is a, is a hope. Uh, power is not a unidimensional mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, way, for right. sure. Right. Right. We can resist right. and... Right. Right. And do and the, rev the revolution against counter revolution. Yes, okay. good. for sure. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll be our next conversation then, maybe. Huh? Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Fernanda. Thank you. Thank you, thank thank you, thank you, you very much. much. All right. Thank you. And uh, we'll continue talking about this, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Thanks a good. lot, everybody. Thank you for joining us for our third podcast of critical theory on the counter revolution in Brazil. Please join us this year for Critique 1313. We'll be reading 13 critical texts, returning to them, trying to actualize them, see what we can draw from them for our contemporary uh, critical struggles. Uh, join us on the website at blogs.law.columbia.edu front slash critique 1313. This is Bernard Harcourt with the Columbia Center for Contemporary Critical Thought. It's been a real pleasure to be with you.